Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Manners are constantly changing from one century or one generation to the next. For example, a handshake originally was meant to show that men were not carrying a sword or dagger in their hands. Men still tip their hats because once knights in armor lifted the visors of their helmets to show their faces. And it wasn't too many years ago that a man almost always got up in a crowded bus and gave his seat to a woman. Nevertheless, certain manners do survive from one decade to the next, and this is because manners make life easier for everybody. There are three important ideas behind the good manners we use today. Custom, consideration, and common sense. Custom is the habit of doing certain things like shaking hands and tipping hats mentioned above. Consideration is the most important idea behind all good manners. Almost always, being considerate is being well-mannered. Consideration is simply thinking about the way the other person feels. Being rude to someone is bad manners, not because a book says so, but because it causes hurt feelings. Nearly all good manners have an element of common sense. If you're standing in the rear of a crowded elevator, it's not reasonable nor good manners to try pushing your way to the front so you can get out first. These are the basic ideas we want to teach our children when we are trying to instill good manners, simple kindness, consideration, and common sense. Studies show that kids who are well-mannered are more confident and successful and have better relationships. What parent doesn't crave that for their child? My guest, Stephanie Kent, is the founder of Nevada Junior Cotillion, a traditional etiquette program that has taught hundreds of children valuable lessons in the rules of social behavior. As a child, many of Stephanie's summers were spent back east visiting the paternal side of her heritage, a 300-year-old colonial family from Virginia. At this time, she was exposed to the more formal manners of the East Coast. Then during her teen years while schooling in London, England, she lived by strict English etiquette and attended formal dinners and affairs at least once a week. After college, she had an impressionable stay in New York with Letitia Baldridge, a family friend who was the social secretary to the White House and chief of staff for Jacqueline Kennedy during the Kennedy-Johnson administration and who presides as one of America's most formidable authorities on etiquette. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> Manners. <laughs> and realistically, you know, all parents strive that their kids are considerate and kind. But you, because you work with so many young young children and young adults to really help them understand it's, it's more complicated than just saying please and thank you. Well, there's more entailed. That's where it's, that's a very good start, though. Just those simple words, kind, polite words at the dinner table, 
when the children go to someone's house and they're dealing with their friends and, you know, the parents, uh, when they're out in public, just those little words is the first sign of nice manners. It's courteous. It gets attention. Most of us today, and certainly those listening to the show, have seen real, you know, decline in manners in especially our young people. And, you know, I can remember, you know, years ago, and I still do open and hold doors open for, you know, people as they're coming into buildings. And, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's not present as much as it used to be. You know, and it's less present in the West. I'm, I want to lay that out there. When you go to the South, you know, the Bells of the South, even from Texas on around, you know, the Carolinas and Georgia, all the way up the East Coast, and even in the Midwest, you're going to find more examples around you, whether it's children or adults, it's the joke, the joke I have, because I can't figure it out. I really don't know why we don't have it as much here in the West. My joke is, as the covered wagons came across, it hit, the wagon hit a bump, and that's what fell off the wagon, because we just, <laughs> just don't know why we, uh, are rem- it's remiss, it's missing here. Yeah. So you, you see it less. And a, and a really big problem is we don't see it enough now today in the movies, in on TV, perhaps in books, but the, the visuals. And so then what you see on TV and in movies gets, gets dupe, you know, gets, re, gets, uh, they, it gets copied by everyone in society. So it is, there is a breakdown. Even in the East Coast, I'll hear from, uh, adults, you know, our kids, it's, it's, because I'll, I'm from Virginia, so the Virginia Connect, and I, there was a gentleman who did all the trim molding in, in our house, uh, out here in the West, and he said, you know, even today, they're finding that on the East Coast, the kids, it's just diminished. It's diminishing more more and more, but there's more of it out there than it is here. Right. Well, and you can see it because you look at, I mean, how do children learn? They learn from their parents. They learn by example. They learn from what's on television. Right. They really do. These little applications that are designed for children. And And a great example, I'm getting phone calls uh, for Sacramento and even Stockton. So those two are really, and they're begging. And I'm working on developing a program there. And the parents, literally, different, all these we need help. We don't have any reinforcement. These are these are moms that belong to the Rockland, Lincoln, uh, Granite Bay area of Sacramento. There are quite a few country clubs there, and so here are these parents saying, "We need help. Our ki- we don't even want to bring our kids to the club. We don't have any reinforcements. Of course, private schools reinforce that more than public, right? So." At home, you can do all that you can do, and then it's great when the public the public schools don't can't, but the private can. But the public schools don't. There's right. there's less reinforcement, so they're they're begging me. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Stephanie Kent, who is the owner and instructor for Nevada Junior Cotillion. And this show, as you can figure out, we're going to talk a lot about. The great things that you're doing and helping these parents and children, because again, I could reinforce or really establish rules in the home, but as soon as that kid walks out the front door, but that's important. But yeah. that's really what you just said is so important. That's what I tell my mother, my moms. Mostly it's the moms, it's moms yeah. and dads. But if they don't reinforce it, and there are a couple of things that I'm doing to help those parents out that I'm reinforcing for the parents. But if they don't do that, if they don't 
and it's a process, you know, from yeah. the, from those children are small to they until the age that they leave, go eighteen and leave home and go to college. You still have to reinforce. You still have to ask. You still have to remind. You don't want to kill them. In other words, you don't want to kill them with all the reinforcement, but you want to, you know, remind them at the table that you've made the meal and a little bit of respect is due. This, this actually, why I stepped up to the plate has to do with my son, 12 years old, in the sixth, uh, he's about 11, uh, fifth, sixth grade, who, you know, because I dined with candlelight. I grew up with candlelight, and even if I heated a pizza in the oven and brought it to the table, we dine in the dining room with candlelight. Well, it's, you know, boys that age, are messing around at the table. And a friend says, put them in cotillion. I said, oh, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't attend a cotillion. I, I lived cotillion. I lived the real life. So I did. And because he, he was acting up at the table. And this all came about when I saw, wow, it really wasn't being done very well. It wasn't being done, you know, there, I'm very passionate because I was that kid that was from the West you know, the Western states then went to the East Coast and then lived in Europe. I know what it's like to be the West Coast kid, having to uh, spend my summers on the East Coast in the country clubs and getting put down for that. And then going, being an American, living in Europe and being put down for it. So I saw the chain and um, I know what it's like. So when you take those kids, when someone has a cotillion and they take those kids, take the money, which is about 300 now on the average, three, 350, 400. It's a very, very affordable here in Nevada. It's a, at 150. When you take that money, you take those kids and you're wasting their time. They're not learning, learning to dance. They're not learning the etiquette. They're not even sitting them down to dining tables, that's a shame. Yeah. You have an opportunity to take our American kids, especially the West Coast kids, because I'm after that. I'm, you know, I've gotten to California Junior Cotillion, too. So I, I'm working in both states. Uh, when you have that opportunity and you let that go, that's a shame. Right. That's why I stepped up to do this. Yeah, well, oddly enough, because remember when I told you when we first met, I went through oh, Cotillion yeah, right. when I was in elementary in, in school Marin. in Marin County, County. California. Yeah. And I can remember, you know, wearing the long dress, and really it was about the etiquette and manners and dancing and... So it wasn't a big stretch for me to wrap my so. my head around what it is that you're doing because I actually did get to experience it. Right. But there has been a massive gap, certainly on the West Coast, for cotillions, right? And, I mean, until you came here to the it state of Nevada, it, it has not existed. Correct. Yeah. That I know of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it really wasn't in the Bay Area either. So when I stepped up about 15 years ago, I did my research. I looked at web websites. So they might have existed, but they didn't have websites. And now they're much bigger in the Bay Area, South Bay, around Stanford, you know, the mm-hmm. Clar- um, Santa Clara era. Era area, excuse me. Uh, so it is. It's growing. It's getting bigger and bigger. Um, and and what I'm really honestly, what I do is different. It's not the same as the cotillion you went to. I have a couple moms who went to cotillion in Texas, and they said it's not the same. What I do is is different, and probably because I lived all three levels. I teach three levels: informal, semi-formal, informal. I don't take the kids and say, everything you do when you go out is super fancy at the table or super fancy when you dress up. That's normally what other cotillions do. I take the kids fifth and sixth grade, my youngest, level one, and they learn 
what's expected of them, just some basics. There are basic manners that you need to perform at a family dinner table or at a friend's family home. And when you go out, when you dress and go out, you know, just out and about, casually, that's called informal, you're expected to look not so slobby. You don't want to look like you're mowing the lawn with cutoffs and jeans and t-shirts. And we just see so much of that. So that's my level one. My level two, hey, when you've got a nice event to go to, whether it's... um, uh, I'm not sure. A party it could be a party in the evening. It could be the family, an anniversary, grandparents' anniversary. It's a semi-formal event. Could even be a wedding, semi-formal event. This is this is what the dress code's like. This is what the dining is going. You, now you have to up your behavior a little bit. See, so that's my seventh and eighth graders. Great. Well, you know what? We've got to go to break. We come back. And we're <laughs> going to learn more about all this great stuff you're helping. Certainly, parents understand so that they can bring these great values and manners into the home. Stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Denise Hedrick from the Education Alliance of Washoe County. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she truly loves our community. She understands education and she understands the business mind. Sherry Hill is awesome. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Fred Jackalette from the Relationship Institute, and you're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry is important to me because she helps people improve their businesses by focusing on relationships. Sherry Hill is fantastic. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Manners traditionally have been drummed in by generation after generation at the family table. Always say please and thank you. Don't talk with your mouth full. Ask for something to be passed rather than reaching across the table. As meals are social events, it is essential to practice proper manners. This includes setting the table, serving yourself and others, using utensils, and cleaning up. It can also mean dealing with those unexpected dining difficulties such as specific allergies, unruly children, or guests that overwear their stay. As with any social situation, consideration for those around you can make a world of difference to the outcome. More important, in the business world, understand that about 15% of one's financial and career success is due to technical skills, while the remaining 85% is due to people skills. It should then come as no shock why there is a growing resurgence for business adequate training. For the last two decades, executives continue to see highly skilled and well-educated young people lose business deals due to crude or poor manners with clients over lunch. 
My guest, Stephanie Kent, is the owner and instructor of Nevada Junior Cotillion. She is a mother of two, holds a degree in psychology, and has taught both adolescents and adults for many years. As someone who has spent years on both coasts of the United States, she knows all too well how casual and relaxed manners can be here out west. Whether dining at home, in a nice restaurant, at a business luncheon, or a formal wedding, Stephanie addressed the fact that people are, in fact, judging you based on your table manners or lack thereof. Mm, They most certainly are. Whether you know it or not, especially for those that know. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. I've had Eve, uh, the uh, investment bankers call me from New York and realize, uh, I'm not sure how they got, they got a hold, because I've got the dining on my website. I do heavily dining for the cotillion. It isn't just a regular cotillion. It's very rare. I sit the kids down to tables, and I do the three, three levels. So when you do the reading on the, on, on the website, you realize, oh, she does quite a bit of dining. So they had called a couple of, of investment uh, houses, uh, realizing that their uh, employees, you know, their, their, their agents, I'm not sure what we call it, uh, are blow, were blowing it at the table. So People who have a million dollars to invest, you go out to lunch, you go out to dinner, and you're looking at this individual who's who's really messing up at the table, almost embarrassing the customer. But that customer is re- reluctant to hand over. If if you don't even know dining at the table, do I, I feel you know? Do you really know how to invest my money? Right. So th- there isn't. They don't. You. It should be that when you sit down to the table, it's like driving. I, I really, I use the driving uh, analogy. The, the, if we were all just doing whatever we wanted, there were no rules on the road. It would be chaotic. You wouldn't know what to expect. You wouldn't know who was going to do what. But because there are rules on the road, not that we all follow them, but we know what they are. So if there is a police officer or you do have children on board besides your own or other guests in your car, you're going to want to follow those rules a little bit more, just like you would at the table. When you're in front of important guests, you're doing some business, you're representing a, com- a company, a corporation, or you have guests at the table, you want to be on your best. You want to know what those rules are so you don't embarrass. So you're, you're speaking the same, commu- same language, so to speak. Like, you know, if you go down to Mexico, their rules on the road are different than ours. That's a different language. But here in America, we all know what those rules are to the road. Well, and also, you know, business is global. And so traditions and culture and really understanding, again, how you show up and present your best, that you know, that is, we're social creatures. We do a lot of business over meals. And when young people, which is who you concentrate on, are never taught these rules of the table, by the time they're going out to, you know, apply to college or their first interview, I mean, Mm -hmm. what would they expect? They get nervous and they blow it. And that's part of it. That's a real big part of my cotillion and why I have three levels. A parent could get their child into each level, and the purpose is not only to learn those levels, because there really are those three social levels to society, dress code, dining, you know, informal, semi-formal, informal, but it gets familiar, gets under their skin. They're not nervous. They've gone through cotillion. They, I've got parents who are practicing now at home. Every, on the weekend, they have a formal dinner at home, so her children don't aren't nervous. And that's the whole point. You know the rules. You sit down. You don't want to make your client nervous. You don't want to make your date nervous. 
you you know one day you'll have a wedding you don't want, enjoy yourself it's when you know those rules you can apply them when they're necessary you know them and everyone can enjoy themselves at the time everyone knows the same language right well and again it shows from a young person that understands dining etiquette compared to one who doesn't and you know with all the different foods and stuff that we're eating it's I, to me sometimes it's a little bit harder when you're you know can all, be. Yeah. all these different varieties and how do we you know really eat an artichoke you know <laughs> that's true that's a tough I wrote a book so I wrote a book for my pretty much for my parents because I do teach the kids so much the parents have told me we don't know this so I have yet to actually publish the book. But I want to share with one story, a quick little story. I was at uh, in San Diego, down south, uh, Halloween. We were in a, hollow, a, ho- a famous Halloween house in the neighborhood that had this wonderful, the whole house, the garage. You come out the garage and out the, you know, and there was a big cauldron of candy. And I'm, oh, you know, to my friends, what would you like? Oh, wow, look, check out the candy. And I get a tap on the shoulder. And it's all dark. And I tap on the shoulder, and she says, excuse me, but do you own a cotillion? And I looked, and I said, yes, I do. She says, California Junior Cotillion? Yes, yes. She says, well, my son took your class and has never stopped talking about all he learned with the dining. He teaches everyone. He's in college now. And I think that was the best compliment you could have given me. So the boys were listening, and they feel empowered. And they know. They love love, they love knowing, because a lot of people don't. It's a lost art. A right. lot of people don't know it anymore. All right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Stephanie Kent, who owns and instructs through not just Nevada Junior Cotillion, but also the California Junior Cotillion, and has worked with literally hundreds and hundreds of young people to really help help them navigate through this world we call etiquette and manners. So for that, we have to appreciate what you're doing. But I want to talk just a little bit about boys versus girls, especially when we're saying, you know, if I teach you how to eat well in, you know, whether it's uh, informal, semi-formal or formal, what kind of confidence? Because I can only imagine, you know, if I'm struggling to ask a young girl out on the first date and then I'm slurping through all my food, what could you know? Well, you might not get the second date. Yeah. <laughs> and for that boy, it may be very, very important. It's hard for them. They have to ask for the date. They have to ask for the dance. They have to usually make those first moves. They get rejected. Uh, you know, it's either going to be yes or no. Might as well do your best. Might, and, and feel comfortable. No one wants... You know, the whole reason why the, the manners came about was because, honestly, there's a, there's a very good story here. Back in about the 11th century, um, I think it was the 12th century, 1100s, uh, kings and queens and aristocrats, you know, when you dined around a table, it was like the round table, you know, and they had, they brought their own honey knives. And it was kind of, gave, you know, big the big boar or the pig or whatever, the deer, or the whatever was hunted was on the table and you carved it and put it on a plate. And there was lots of libation, you know, wine. And these were the kings, all, all of, you know, just like you would see in a movie, all of his men that owned the territories. Well, you know, testosterone and, and alcohol. <laughs> you can only put those, and then hunting knives at the table. You didn't, you know, they brought their silverware. And it was... Um, uh, it was a spoon and, and, and knife. Is They didn't even have forks back then. Well, uh, needless to say, you put those two together, the testosterone, the alcohol, the knife. People were not only, you know, picking their teeth and cleaning their knives on the edge of the table and scraping. They were killing each other. 
And it was the women who said, "That's it. We, we're, we're, we're forming some rules here. This, we've got this. Isn't we've had enough of this? That is not how you enjoy yourself." Now, the men may think that's cool, but the women didn't. So that's where the rules started because you cannot dine picking your teeth and slopping and slurping, or, or putting your face down to the plate and scooping food in. You know, nobody enjoys that. So they're common sense rules. Everybody would like, when everyone applies these rules, you don't have to be uptight. It doesn't have to be, not everything's formal. But these, these rules do apply. They're just, they're general common sense. And when everyone knows them and everyone applies them, sometimes it's a more casual. Sometimes it's, you know, if you're Buckingham Palace and White House, you're going to be on your best behavior. You're going to use them to a T. The hands and the elbows don't come up on the table. You know, in level one, uh, informal, well, someone's house, you're, you know, elbows maybe a little bit, and you break a little rule, but you're not dying like a pig right and that's the, that's where it comes from right and and this carries obviously through the rest of your life because there are those social situations that you know a lot of people are thrown into they don't know what to expect they show up and realize oh my gosh this is more formal than I had anticipated and what you're talking about is really that uh, subconscious preparation so I'm just on and I don't have to think right. or wonder. That's right. right. The, the Everything's going to, that date experience at the table is going to be better when you're not nervous. Investing someone's million dollars and you sit down the table to, because they're not sure about you or the company. And if you don't have to worry about your manners or, or, or the rules at the table, what you should or shouldn't do because it might look bad, now you're more, when you know that, you know those rules, you're more relaxed. You can concentrate on the business. That's right. You can enjoy your wedding. You can enjoy the party. You know, a matter of fact, when you know all the rules, you know when to break them. Mm-hmm. When can you break them? Well, yeah, you can actually. You, on casual events, most of the time, people out there in America are dining when they go to a friend's house. It's all casual. But don't be a slob. There are some rules that still apply that you don't want to fall into. Right. So, yeah. You, yeah. So if somebody wanted to find out more about specifically the Nevada Junior Cotillion, what is a good website for them to go to? <laughs> well, NevadaJuniorCotillion.com. Uh, and then, of course, the the email is at email.com. So same thing, all spelled out, Nevada Junior Cotillion. We do have a Facebook, Nevada Junior Cotillion Facebook. And I have moms uh, starting up a family, the Junior Cotillion families that have attended, that are going to be posting video and pictures. They are so excited. They want their friends. We have the waltz coming. So we've got families wanting to come in. Great. All right. Well, we have to go to break. We come back. We're going to learn more about what these kids are learning when they attend Nevada Junior Cotillion. This is Pat Atkinson from Carson City, Nevada. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has great enthusiasm for all things Nevadan. Sherry Hill is an amazing, vibrant business professional with a wealth of knowledge to share. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. 
Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Next week on the Sherry Hill Show, join me as I interview Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network, which is an organization committed to helping women grow their businesses and just as important, helping them to live an inspired, healthy, life rich in abundance and complete fulfillment. This is a brilliant idea. They're getting you to try their business for 500 hours, and they're they're convinced that you're going to love them so much that you'll stay. That's next week, right here on the Sherry Hill Show, Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. This is Dr. Tom Schwank from the University of Nevada School of Medicine. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she highlights the exciting people and programs in Northern Nevada. Sherry Hill is awesome. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Starting dance lessons is exciting for children as well as parents. Dance is a wonderful activity for kids. Dance is capable of fostering a positive self-image in both boys and girls. Dance lessons can teach a child self-confidence, self-discipline, poise, and grace. A child introduced to dance at an early age will likely develop a love of the arts and a passion for rhythm and movement. Most importantly, dancing is lots of fun. Stephanie Kent is the owner and instructor of Nevada Junior Cotillion, a program designed to inspire a lifetime of confidence and success in children through dining, dancing, and social etiquette. So, Stephanie, let's talk about why it's important that kids practice social interaction through lessons in dance. Very important. They are interested more than they admit, even at the young age of a fifth grade, a fifth grader, sixth grader, to dance with the girl, the boy to dance with the girl, and vice versa, the girl dance. You know, the girls are all about dancing. They're natural dancers. There's very little, honestly. There's I teach to the boys. They're the ones who were dragged there. I had a mom just admit to me this morning that she had to bribe her son, eighth grader, to attend, and now he's you know running to cotillion. He loves it. Dance entails asking for a dance, knowing how to say no nicely if you're refusing the dance. You can communicate while you're dancing. Uh, you might shake hands with someone that you don't know to introduce yourself first. There are many social interactions. The, and dancing was, and dining is also, a, these are all social interactions, social. It's not just introductions uh, socially or, or conversation. So dining and dancing was very, very social. When the boys learn, especially the boys, because, again, they're dragged there and they've never taken dance. Do I really have to? And, oh, my gosh, I have to dress up, too. When they learn to dance, and we really do teach them to, to dance. We only learn two dances within 10, 10 lessons. And most of the time, about six of those lessons are for East Coast Swing, and we end it with a sock op. They really learn how to swing, how to move, how to turn their partner. And the, the boys are in charge. They're, they're the leaders. 
They lead, they lead, they ask, they make all the first moves. They lead into the dining room with an escort, with the, the, with the girl's arm, uh, you know, hand on, her, on his arm. They pull the chair on level two. These things are very empowering to the to that young, that very young male. Yeah. They love it. They, they don't even realize it. And their little peacock feathers are out. You know, you can't see them, but they're there. They're very proud. And the level two with the tie and the jacket, they really like dressing up. It makes them feel important because I will re- refer to, you know, Mr. Smith, Mr. Thompson. We, I refer to them as their last name and they feel important. They, they know that this is an adult world and they've just entered it. Well, I would think too, because, you know, as, as we get older and certainly, you know, entering into middle school and high school mm-hmm. and, and yeah. after that, you know, you're going to weddings, you're going to a lot of different. They're dating. Well, They're dating. With, that include dance. And if you don't know how to dance, I mean, what a, what a tragedy. It is a tragedy out there, though. <laughs> the dancing at schools is a major tragedy. I don't know if you're, you're up to date on that, but the, all the parents complain. I complained when my kids went through. It wasn't as, you know, when I had the dances, they weren't, they're so different now. They're very, they, you know, they're looking at MTV and all those moves. and Dirty the, dancing. Outtrax rated. <laughs> Dirty dancing was minor compared to what's out yeah. there. No, it's bad. So you, when, when, they, when these school dances let the kids just do their own thing, that's when they get into trouble. There's something called partner dancing, and it's it's empowering and it's fun. And you take your pan- your partner, and you're really moving them around. And wow, you're on top of the world. You, you came to the sock hop. You saw them. Yes. it's it's incredible. They you know they got they were they taught their parents and went home before the dance. And show them a couple moves because they got to also, you know, dance with their parents. And their parents were blown away. Yeah. So it's empowering. Well, I've been dancing my whole life. So I'm a huge believer in it. And again, part of what that instills in these young uh, boys and girls, and and really for the boys, too, I think, is that self-confidence and the comfort level to go ask someone to dance. But more important... After they've asked that girl to dance and she says yes, that they know how to dance. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> really, truly. You know what? You know what? I, I, if someone just told me that, all right, I might roll my eyes and go, yeah, sure. But I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I, and I've actually been able to achieve it in the, my cotillion. See, my son didn't learn it. It's, I hate to say this, but in, in another, two other cotillions I enrolled him in, and they didn't learn to dance because they were always teaching a, like, it was a sock up, it was salsa. It was always something. It was a Mexican hat dance. It was always something different. They never got to truly learn. In my cotillion, I made it so that there were only going to be two dances at every level. Okay, so each level has its own two, you know, a sock op. I mean, excuse me, East Coast Swing, and then the waltz. They really are learning the, you know, basic steps. They're, the the movements that you can actually walk. You could you could take these children to a wedding. And you'd be blown away. Yeah. And, and, and actually, I've had, I've had my fifth and sixth graders, uh, parents got back to me. They said, I couldn't believe this. We were, we were, this was down in San Diego, California Junior Cantillion. They were on the top of a building downtown San Diego. It was a really hot real estate. You, were, you felt like you were in New York. I've been there. I've got friends who are, have, re, re, you know, partner, well, I forget, timeshare. I think mm-hmm. it's a timeshare. And there was a birthday party there. They had a band. And my, this whole class had attended my cotillion. And the kids walked over to the DJ, asked for the uh, rock and roll, old rock and roll, the Motown 50s. 
days and burned up the everybody stood back watched these kids burn up their mo- you know burn up the floor with the east coast swing and they couldn't the parents said we couldn't believe it yeah yeah that's what you want from kids yeah and they're happy to do it when you show them how this is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show, and I have guest Stephanie Kent, who runs Nevada Junior Cotillion as well as California Junior Cotillion, and she is absolutely passionate about instilling these, you know, common sense, basic etiquette and manners, and really it translates into self-esteem, self-confidence, and what are we creating? Nicer, happier... American kids. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Impressive American kids. Yeah. The parents, all parents want. But I'm, but I'm, I'm here in the West, so I'm, I'm really all about the West. Yeah. I'm not a, yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, you see it from the parents because they're kind of like blown away to go, you know, I drag this young boy. They do. Dealing when you said you're going to learn how to eat well, you're going to learn how to dance, you're going to learn basic manners, and they're like, Ugh, you, know? you know what they love about the the table manners? I throw in that history. You know, the, the, they understand why knives have a rounded tip. Remember, I explained yeah. to you the, the I no, I explained yeah. to you about the killing at the table. Well, it was a French king that said, no, do not bring your hunting knives anymore. I'm supplying them. And he rounded the tip of, of table table knives. Yeah. That's why they're rounded and not sharp. You bring in those steak knives for the steak. Yeah. yeah. But they love the history. Yeah. The history. And, and, and that's important to know, as well as, you know, really kind of finishing up on this piece about the importance of dance and, and the self-confidence. And you look at their faces, because I did attend your sock hop, what, a couple of weeks ago. And it was just fascinating. They were all dressed up, like in the poodle skirts. skirts. And the young <laughs> guys jackets. were in their leather jackets and you know they just were having such a great time and if I were the parent of a child there it's you're so amazed because these aren't skills that you know most of us weren't taught this right from our parents unless you come from the east coast you come from the south that's true my grandmother was very big on this because it was all passed down from her she was she was actually raised by her grandparents who in the early 1800s so she she kind of missed a generation right the parent my so i was very much you know got my experience on the summers from her east coast so it was you know we we missed a couple you know i'm being taught by the old old school right because a generation was missed yeah and there's you know we grew up with uh you know leticia baldridge and we grew up with emily post and we grew up with a lot of people that talked about manners and one of the things that you mentioned to me during one of the breaks is some of the not leticia so much uh she's very casual you know emphatic about you know do it well but not you know this intense right yeah. She's not going to slap you over the wrist. She's going to, she has a great, fun style. And that's what they did at the White House and even in embassies. True etiquette. You make them feel comfortable. You have foreign dignitaries from different countries with different rules. And then they come to your country, your White House, uh, as your guest, and you have to make them feel comfortable. And that was her job. She did it very, very well. Right. Very well. And then she, very she's smart written a lot woman. of books and brought it out to where, you know, Everyone can understand it. Well, she's she not really here does. anymore. Yeah, and so right. now you're picking up the... I the, am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the baton. Yes, the baton <laughs> to go forward and really to bring this to the West Coast. 
so that parents know that, you know, we don't have to do it all by ourselves, that there are these programs that are available like yours that, Well, you know. she, Letitia is a friend of the family. She knew my grandmother. She knew my grandfather, who was the ambassador to the Vatican after World War II. Letitia was the social secretary for Claire Luth Booth, which is Time Magazine, the wife of Time Magazine. She, he was the, she was the ambassador. They all knew each other. We're all from the East Coast. You know, we all know the same rules. And I live with Letitia, right, in New York. I, I did some interviewing in New York. My sister's very good friends with her daughter, Claire. Um, but so we, it, it, it isn't anything special. Everything, every, most people on the East Coast in certain perhaps maybe households, old households, this was how you live. This is how you. This is how you dine. This is how you do things. It's very well known. It's not. It's not unusual. And so when it's not done, that's unusual. Right. You know. But uh, so she was casual, easygoing. She wasn't uh, hardcore. Oh my gosh, she's gonna faint. You know. Right. Or, or have you know, or or drill you on it, or give you a dirty look. No, she's gonna work. You know, you're your guest. Right. She was really. She's a neat person. So through your program, through Nevada Junior Cotillion, I mean, you're bringing a lot of that literally to the table, the dining table. I am. I am. And the dance floor. I'm, I'm the only one in the country that I know of that sits my cotillion students down to dining tables every time we meet, all 10 times, because you don't learn by looking at a picture. Right. Or, or even reading a book is good for maybe the adults, but we really apply it. So these kids walk away, and they feel comfortable. They've gone through it. They've set their place setting over and over and over again, and so they really, really know it, and they know why, and they know some history to go along with. Because there's a lot of, why, why do we, why, why, what's that make, what's the, why do we have to do that? Well, this is why. And they're going, oh, wow, that's interesting. Now, this is the history of to why we do that. Awesome. All right. We have to go to break. We come back. We're going to finish up on this uh, very interesting topic related to manners and etiquette and how we can raise really nice, kind, and considerate kids. This is Jen Kelly from MyandTreasure.org in Guatemala. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she takes the time to really listen and understand. Sherry Hill is uplifting and inspiring. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Next week on the Sherry Hill Show, tune in and learn from Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We have to eliminate perfection. Perfection is a, perfection is a phantom word. It doesn't exist. Next week on the Sherry Hill Show, great conversation with Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. This is Stephanie Kent from Nevada Junior Cotillion. 
You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she rocks. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Times have changed, but society should not deteriorate. Manners and respect are taught at home. It is one of parenting's greatest responsibilities to teach these values. Bottom line, our responsibility as a parent is to do everything possible to help children grow up into the best human beings they can become. Self-esteem is your child's passport to a lifetime of mental health and social happiness. It's the foundation of a child's well-being and the key to success as an adult. If you're concerned with the increasing erosion of human values in our society, it's time we stop the hand-wringing and actually start doing something about our kids. Enter my wonderful guest, Stephanie Kent, owner and instructor of Nevada Junior Cotillion, a traditional etiquette program that has taught hundreds of children valuable lessons in the rules of social behavior. Her program helps build self-esteem, confidence, and character into each student by presenting them with the fundamentals of etiquette and ballroom dance. Together, they form a dynamic combination for practicing social graces. Stephanie, it's true that each one of us whose life touches a child has the potential to influence that child in an affirmative way. Talk about the direct impact you're having on these kids, your students. You know, you. Well, I loved what you said. The whole thing was just great. <laughs> you were right on with it. I completely agree. I have, I'm surprised, you know, after all these years, at the beginning, I was, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't have believed it until I stepped up to do it. And I really, it, it's amazing. It's amazing how it affects the kids. I gave you a great example of the boy who's in college, who's teaching everybody what he knows about diet. Like, because so many people don't know what's going on at the table. Just getting the message out to these kids. So they're not getting it on TV. They're not getting the, the in the movies. Everything's casual, relaxed. Everything's broken down. The English is broken down. <laughs> Everything's broken the dress down. Codes, dress codes. Uh, yeah. Right. So just getting the message out there that this is what the rule, the traditional rules are. It, it's amazing. It co- does come back to me that they, they respond tremendously in class. And then I hear about it from parents when they get a little older. Johnny, Mary, you know, ace that interview. They're talking about dining. They feel really confident. It, it comes back to me. Right. It's amazing. It, it just going through the program once, and of course they can go through three times, three different levels in my class, in my program. It, it's amazing, right? You know, well, they, but these kids, you're reaching out to them because the how old are they when they first start? Well, I'll be honest. I even have a fourth grader in class, you know, and you wouldn't know it. And I've got a high school, and you wouldn't know it. But fifth and sixth is level one. Seventh and eighth is level two. And my high school, 11th and 12th graders, are invited back with a formal invite, and we learn about everything formal, which coincides with their prom. And then out the door for other proms in college, whether it's a wedding, etc. So that completes the whole three-tiered series. So these children can come back to each level 
learn different different etiquette, just a higher level of etiquette. You know, invitation, casual invitation is verbal. You know, at your locker at school, hey, come on over to, you know, spend the night or whatever. Let's do some video games. A little bit more formal would be the birthday invitation. And there's a reason why they send that out. It's because they want your part. You, what, and I asked the kids, I said, what? What do, you, what do you do when you get an invite when it's mailed to you for a birthday? They said, put it on the refrigerator. I said, you're right. So that you'll remember the time, the place, what to bring, etc. They want your participation. It's that important that they send you a, a written, in the mail invite, not just a verbal, so that you do attend because they've got food that costs money. They might have entertainment that costs money. They want your participation. That's why you get a more formal, you know, in the mail, written down, sometimes printed, and then of course, wedding full-blown they they that comes with an rsvp car rsvp with a stamp on you know on the envelope and all you have to do is just throw it in the mail because they really want your participation so they learn all these things mm-hmm. yeah well and again it's as you said it's not just sit them at a table and teach them dining or it's it's really all of the reason behind why we have informal semi-formal and formal it gets thrown in they, yeah. they learn, but they learn European uh, handholds for the for the utensils, the European, the continental, and they use American. They learn how to set the table. Then we go through behavior at the at the different levels, like when, before the before the food arrives, when the food arrives, while you're eating, when you make a mistake, hard to eat foods, don't ever do these things, and what do you do at the very end? So right, there's a whole like little uh, like seven segments to when the food is actually in front of you. So they learn the whole thing at different levels. Right. Social level, informal, semi-formal, informal. Uh, so they really, It's really quite a bit. So you can imagine, you know, as we talk about what is this doing for these kids. So now you've taught me how to dine effectively and well. You've taught me how to dance. Not dance like I'm going to go on dancing with the stars, but how, again, the before. Sort of the baby steps. Well, the, the before, <laughs> how to prepare, what to do during, what do you do after, right? So again, of dining, you mean? Well, yeah, but also I would guess in dancing. I mean, These, how do you go approach someone? That's right. How that's do you true. dress for the event? Yes. Well, they actually in dress. We 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 touch upon that quite heavily. They learn, of course, what's expected at cotillion and the different levels that they're at. But the three codes for dress, the dress codes, the three mace, and then of course the shades of gray. So the three main, always mm-hmm. the informal, semi-formal, informal, and then they learn first impressions. Uh, we we go over and we, they, they see the examples. I do a PowerPoint uh, for them. They really get that's very very important to me because that has really gone uh, awry here in America. We you know more and more in the West. Remind don't yeah. forget I'm talking about the West here. Whereas my daughter is going to, to school in South Carolina and they all dress alike. You you know they know how to dress and you go to the football game and they all dress alike. <laughs> Jackies and polo shirts. You know, they're all a lot. It's funny. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show, and I have guest Stephanie Kent, who is the founder of Nevada Junior Cotillion. What you're instilling in these young kids, boys and girls, is that confidence that they are prepared for whatever's going to show up today and in the future. 
and some of these kinds, kids don't even know what it what, that it exists. What do you mean different levels of dining? What do you, dress codes? Are there three different? I, they don't even know. They don't even know the rules. So that's right. At least they know. And when they get older, they can apply it. And that's what I'm hearing from parents. They they may not be doing all that they hear, but they have it up here in their in their mind, right in their memory banks, and they pull it out when they need it. Especially when they get older. When they get into those situations, they now know the rules and they can apply. Right. And feel more comfortable. No, my husband is from the West Coast and not from, really ne- never been to the East Coast. But he did his postdoc at Cape Cod, Massachusetts at Woods Hole. And I have my little one, my first son, made friends. I think he was about four years old with a little girl. And I got to know the, the mom and we became good friends. She's from an old family of Boston, very wealthy family. Uh, married uh, a real estate agent uh, from the Cape. So that's what she was doing on the Cape. They finally bought a house uh, by the Kennedy compound. We get an invite. I know that she has. she's going to have a housewarming party. And so we, could, we get the invitation in the mail. It is September. It's warm weather. It's printed, a printed invite with a 7 o'clock start. And so here's the day, and and my husband and I are getting dressed, and I start getting into my little black cocktail dress with my heels, and he and I'm looking over at him, and he's getting into his khaki shorts with polo shirt, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm shaking, saying no, and he says no way, and I said, yep, you you can pack them, you can put them in the car, but you're gonna get into your nice khaki pants, your blue blazer with brass buttons, your down button down, and then just bring the tie. It's a cocktail party honey. He says, I can't believe it. I said, yeah, but you can bring the clothes. So, you know, just so you don't feel uncomfortable, you'll have that. And I didn't bring any extra. I just went with a cocktail dress. Sure enough, he couldn't believe it. Everybody was dressed like him and every girl had a black cocktail dress on. It was a seven o'clock start on the East Coast. Wow. It was a, it was a housewarming. It was not a BBQ. I aced it, you know. Oh, and I was like, wow. wait a minute. I think I know this. I think I, <laughs> I did. Stephanie, if people want to find out about Nevada Junior Cotillion, where would you like them to go? All spelled out, no abbreviation. Uh, Nevada Junior Cotillion, C O T I L L I O N dot com. Uh, there's a, we also have the Facebook. So if you put that onto Facebook, it'll pop up. And my parents have started a family. So Nevada Junior Cotillion Families Facebook. They're so excited. They're putting their own videos and pictures up. And that should, if it's not up already, it should go up pretty soon. Awesome. All right. As a child begins to develop into a human being, making that leap from a life of being bossed around in the home to a life of doing the bossing himself or herself in a home, the young person shows the results of an earlier exposure to certain virtues and values. It's readily apparent if those precepts were accepted or rejected. It shows up in the way young people approach their marriages and remarriages, in the way they handle or mishandle their children or stepchildren, and in the way they step up to the plate to make a great life for themselves, even if they never marry at all. If the traditional family isn't around all that much anymore, we can certainly make do with what we have. We can be family to one another's children. We can motivate children and help guide them to go where they'd like to go and to become what they aspire to be. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station. 
for the Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Are you looking for great values on a real estate or mortgage transaction? Listen to our show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Deal with professionals that you know, like, and trust. Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m., KLAV, 1230 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas.